I think I sh- I'll I think I'll do the spoiler warning if that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Because I do have to specify the 2007 NBC television show Life. Because <laughs> there's another TV show called Life, and there is another um, movie called Life. So I have to be really specific with this one. Yeah, because there's a documentary series called Life. And I think there's actually two movies called Life. Yeah. Okay. Warning. We are about to spoil the 2007 American television show, Life. If you haven't seen the show and plan on watching it, then click away now. Or if you've already seen it, or you just don't care, then please stick around. Did I say... oddly specific. Yeah, did I say 07 or did I say 08? Uh, I'm pretty sure you said 07. Cool. Okay. If not, I'll just redo it on a separate recording. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking really? Fireworks now? Rip. (laughs) It's fucking July 30th. Oh, well, this little blooper's going in the episode somewhere. Uh, I'd, I'd like to know, hold on, before uh, whoever's saying cuts off the fucking blooper, there have been no fireworks for the past week I've been here. Yeah, none whatsoever. Of course, there was somewhere on the 4th of July, I'm sure. Well, I wasn't here for that. Right, so, thankfully. But, yeah, fucking what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, there's been no fireworks, there's been no people, like, sending stuff off for funsies or whatever, because they have leftovers. Just for some reason, right now, they decide, we're going to sell off three fireworks in a row. Right now, on this specific day, at this specific time, when we have just started the recording. Yep. Okay. Just want to clarify that, audience. It's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Fucking kidding me. Oh, God. So I guess I'll let you do the joke. Well, wait, do you want to be the one who says, uh, where, where's the opening joke or the one with the video game? Um, I'll do the opening joke one. You kind of already had the video game line down, Pat. <laughs> okay. Um, so what should I say? Like, all right, we're trying to find these files or something? Like, what? No, it's, uh... Justin, where's the opening joke? Okay. Or something along those yeah. lines. All right, Justin, where's the opening joke? We need it for this case we're working on. Don't worry, I put in a secure file. I just have to play through 90% of Ghost Recon. <laughs> okay. Why? Why does this happen? So dumb. <laughs> Add like a sound effect from the game or something and then just have people clapping in the background. Yay! <laughs> that was so weird. That's what made it even more surreal is they were all cheering him on like they knew how the like what the hell was happening. <laughs> yeah, it's like Oh, we have to play to a certain point in the game. Why not just like yeah. leave him to do that and go do other police work? But we will talk about that later after the intro. Yep. All right. 
Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cinema Roulette. All right, we are here at the beginning of another short series from our short series wheel. Our second short series wheel. TM. Uh, but <laughs> TM. <laughs> uh, yes, we are back, and it's a very interesting one. One I watched uh, way back in the day when it first aired. And um, actually have not seen it since. So this was a fun one to rewatch. And I'm, uh, it's going to be interesting to talk about for sure. So I haven't seen it, so I don't have much banter yes. noises to make. Well, he hadn't seen it, but now he's seen the first season. So <laughs> No, I still didn't watch it. That was just a recording of me going, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and then laughing sometimes. You somehow had like a pre-response thing for like every single question I would bring up. <laughs> Talk to Sterling Archer about it. <laughs> exactly, but... Uh, so yes, uh, it, it was something that, um, we all wanted and it's something that we got back. This is the television series life. Well, we didn't get it back. Got canceled. Yeah. So, and I don't know if we really wanted it in the first place, but I'm glad we got it. Uh, I was at least when I first watched it. So, <laughs> but anyway, that silence was lovely. It was. It was a nice little... Uh, very zen. Yes, very zen, exactly. Triggers just makes you peaceful with the world and with yourself. <laughs> it doesn't for me. My brain is very loud. <laughs> well, it depends. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's like other types of meditation for you that don't involve just sitting in silence because it's not for yeah, everybody. Drugs? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, like I said, other ways. Uh <laughs> classic german philosopher way mm -hmm. but yes uh this is the uh 2007 blah, 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 2007 what the hell brain jesus christ selling <laughs> because it's a cop show you yeah. get it <laughs> get it hit but yeah this is the 07 uh tv show life that was originally on nbc for two seasons um the first season that we're going to talk about today is only 11 episodes and the next season that we're going to review is actually 22 episodes so just an I odd, was 21 or 21 was you're right 11 and then 21 just an odd odd numbering frankly for both seasons <laughs> yeah um also the reason we're so oddly specific one there is i think one or two other shows called life Yep. I and think... there's two movies. Yeah, because there's the uh, British documentary series Life, and I'm pretty sure there's another series called Life. And then I know there's the movie Life. Wasn't that the one that was, like, not alien? Yeah, the horror one. Yeah, and then I'm sure we think there's another movie also called Life. So Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's one more. That's why we had to be very oddly specific at the beginning. No, this is the 2007 TV show on American TV show, not British. No, it's not that series. <laughs> <laughs> I think just 2007 is safe. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Shall we go with the synopsis? No. Damn it. <laughs> just credits play briefly. Credits. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. Ba -ba -ba -ba. No. 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 We're gonna talk about it. <laughs> Damn it. Shit. <laughs> okay. Well, we open with a somewhat documentary feel with charlie cruz he was a cop who was arrested for the murder of three people however after a few years they after like almost a decade or was it 12 years uh 12 years yes he was away yeah, yeah. after 12 years they relook at the evidence and realize none of it connects back to charlie so he's allowed out yep uh there were no prints no dna no nothing found at the scene 
So four months after getting out of prison, he's back as a cop. Yeah, and some people bring out, they were like, you know, why did you become a cop again? Why not go live your life or something? Yeah, I'm a good cop and I like being a cop. <laughs> also, he has a, a large settlement money, like $50 million or something oh, along yeah. those lines. So he has a stupid amount of disposable income now, which he uses quite liberally in some scenes. <laughs> it's all good. That's what editing is for. <laughs> Because, like, the the first episode, I was keeping track of the, the B-plot, yes. basically. But then I stopped doing that in later episodes. Yeah. Okay, but he, as a cop, he also has a partner named Reese. Played by Sarah Shahi. And um, did you say his name already? Uh, I did say Charlie Cruz. So he is played by Damien Lewis, an actor which I really like, and I've also seen in Band of Brothers, and he's currently in a TV show, I think, called Billions. Hmm. Um. But. Hold on. I'm trying to remember all the important things that happened in the first episode. Because <laughs> Charlie's released from prison. We find out the backstory behind it and why he's out and everything. Yeah, he's living with Ted, who was someone who got arrested for uh, money laundering, and yep. he lets, and Cruz lets him control all of his money because who yeah. knows money better than a money launderer? Exactly, and he's basically his financial advisor, and he handles all the money and writes all the checks, basically. <laughs> and comedic relief. Yes, and the the very good re comedic relief character. I do like him. Like I swear, I've seen him in stuff before, but I, I do really like Ted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cruz also became zen as fuck, as we used to say with Overwatch. Yep, um, because, uh, well, it was that was originally a joke from Purple Eyes, I think, yeah, from the one uh, punch stand. Oh, I think it was, but then we yeah. just kept saying it with uh, Zenyatta. Yeah, Zenyatta would play Overwatch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was like, because it was my one mission to be zen as fuck. <laughs> so, That's right. Yeah, and then because he's uh, Charlie's like reading like uh, the art of Zen or whatever in prison, and he becomes basically a Buddhist. <laughs> uh, without ever saying he's a Buddhist, it's yeah. odd. <laughs> also, the first episode we find out Reese was uh, Reese Reese was a uh, drug addict in the past. Mm. Um, and Cruz has a board because he's trying to figure out who set yes. him up. He's trying to figure out like who set him up, who, you know, killed the people who he went to prison for, find it all. Um, and he has a little conspiracy wall at home that he's trying to figure it out. And everyone thinks, uh, or at least everyone that's in the know about it thinks it's weird. Uh, so I think it's actually just Ted that knows, right? Yeah. And they're like, this is crazy. But then he points it out. It's like, oh my gosh, there might actually be a conspiracy against you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, because also the people murdered were Cruz's friends. Mm -hmm. uh, Cruz actually goes to the murder house mm -hmm. and uh, looks things over and realizes that after, while checking each room and looking over photos, it was like, wait a minute, they said only one of the kids died and the other was off at a sleepover. Yeah. But their bed was unmade, so she was probably here. Mm -hmm. And they cut her out of the case for some reason. Yeah. Carl, the Carl is a cop that uh, put Reese away and was on, uh, not Reese, um, Charlie away, 
and was the head cop on the case. And he's like, I don't fucking believe that you should be out of prison. And I totally didn't hide that girl from existence, even if you have proof. Yep. <laughs> uh, and Charlie does confront him, but that's all he really gets. Yep. Besides kind of spooking the guy. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't know where Char... Was it explained where Charlie got all those children's drawings from the girl? Um, I think he had, like, a confidant... At the, well, because presumably the same way he got a couple of the files, because there's one time where he went in the elevator, made out with the girls, and she handed him the manila folder, so he probably has an inside person giving him it all. Oh, yeah. Uh, and through those pictures, he figures out the girl did see the killer. Yep. Also, uh, the lawyer that helped him uh, recheck the evidence on the case and get him out, he's kind of in love with, but then she moves away. It's a weird plot point that we'll talk to about later. Yeah, we'll get more into that later. Yeah. Also, they deal with a... In one episode, they deal with, uh, like, the head of a organized crime group. And they try to arrest him, but they can't because the... The FBI, I think it was? Yeah. The FBI is actually using him as an informant to get a bunch of drug, uh, other drug dealers and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, his name is Roman. Yeah, Roman. And Roman calls up Charlie and is like, hey, your your partner, uh, your old partner, you should ask him about that bank robbery yeah. from a couple of years ago. Because he keeps talking about the Bank of L.A. shootout. Yeah, the Bank of L.A. shootout. <laughs> Which his partner admits to lying about. He was never there. It was only a... Uh, the only people there were the SWAT team. Happened to be in a training in a building right next to the bank. Mm -hmm. As it got robbed. Also, $18 million that the thieves were trying to steal disappeared. The thieves didn't get it. And no one knows who actually got it. Yes, uh, we have no idea where the money went. Which adds to the confusion about the conspiracy. Oops, sorry. You're fine. Um, and we actually find out the leader of that SWAT team is Reese's dad. <laughs> Luckily, Reese does not care about her dad. Yeah, I think his name's Jack Reese. Yep, Jack. Um, a little later, because, uh, what, Cruz gets some pictures of uh, Carl and sends it to him in Manila Fuller like, I have blackmail on you. I know you did this sort of thing. And Carl go Carl goes and yells at a man with a very white mustache. But the man also yells at him and is like, I, I want Cruz gone. It's like, oh shit, that's a problem. But before any of that happens, Carl is found dead in the police parking lot. And luckily there were no cameras in a police parking lot. Yeah. And, and obviously, uh, being the person who put away Cruz, and Cruz being a bit unstable, everyone kind of suspects he did it in some way. Mm -hmm. So he gets investigated, his home is searched, but uh, luckily Ted hides the, the bounty board of information. <clears throat> yeah. 
And he basically did it by like process of elimination. He's like, you know, something I learned in prison. You just had something behind that door. I don't know what it was, but there was something behind there. Yeah. And we find out this man with the white mustache is Re- Reese's dad. Yep. So that complicates things just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, if Reese cared at all about her dad. Yes, it would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that is they have the, you know, the cliche of like, oh, it ties into the partner they care yeah. about. But she just doesn't care. She just doesn't care. It's kind of, it's kind of great. <laughs> Um, uh, Cruz gets Jack's file and finds out about his informant whose name is Kyle and Jack and when looking at uh, some of the sketches from the the one surviving family member and to the informant Cruz realizes that informant was the killer his name is Kyle yep Cruz goes to uh, the pri- goes back to a prison from episode one because uh, they got a bit buddy. They did a favor for one of the prisoners in there, and he's like, "Hey, can you get information on this person?" <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, sure, I can do that." He Cruz gets the information, and he gets fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah. He goes into the house where Kyle is supposed to be, but only finds his daughter, who was shot in the stomach. Kyle is missing, but as Cruz is waiting for the ambulance to arrive, uh, Kyle calls him up as like, okay, meet me at the bank. And yeah. Cruz also gets put on the run because the girl starts yelling that Cruz was the one that shot her. Yep, and I think that's when it's revealed that Jack has uh, the girl from the case, right? No, that's not till the end of the episode. Not till, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Cruz escapes the police, finds Kyle, and then Kyle's like, okay, we're going to do this my way. You're going to follow my rules, otherwise all this information you need, need will disappear into the wind. <laughs> Cruz is like, okay. And then knocks him the fuck out. Yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. He... He kind of tortures Kyle for information and a confession. Mm-hmm. Um, as he's kidnapping Kyle, though, Cruz uh, gets attacked by uh, two of Jack's boys who are uh, fake cops, but he kills them. Kyle confesses on the f- while uh, Cruz has his phone open but on behind him talking to his lawyer. Uh, Jack and Cruz talk one-on-one as Cruz kind of rubs in, hey, we have your informant. He's going to confess to everything. There's nothing you can fucking do. Mm-hmm. Jack's... By the end of the season, he's like, nothing's girl who you thought was Kyle's dark. Yeah, that was the girl you were looking for, you fucking idiot. And now I have her. Say that and last you... sentence you said again, because you broke up. You said Jack, and then it broke up. Uh, Jack, Jack gives up and, but Jack calls up Cruz and is like, yo, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to be fine through all this. Also, you're an idiot. You didn't realize the girl in your arms was the girl you were looking for. Yeah. And then the season ends. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Cause he gets a confession from the one guy. He's like, yes, I killed the family. 
but I didn't, uh, I didn't set you up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, that ping was Cameron's Discord. Sorry if you checked your phone. Yes, I apologize. I'm putting myself on D&D so that doesn't happen again. <laughs> we can't play D&D right now. Oh, shit. <clears throat> that just puts away all the dice. <laughs> <laughs> you hear, like, all, cra all uh, crash onto the floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yes, that was the main plot of uh, life. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the meaning of life. Apparently, apparently, yes. Who would have thought it'd be so complicated? <laughs> Oddly, more simple than I expected. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, so let's talk about life because it's a really weird example. Because <clears throat> hold on, let me gather my thoughts so I don't get redundant again. Oh, also, so you should probably take a drink. Yes, I just realized that too. Hold on, we're okay at her stop. <clears throat> check one two check one two okay <clears throat> checkity check me 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 oh, it's still a little dry where's my other water bottle Okay, I think I'm good. Okay. I, I uh, like I said at the beginning, I watched this show when it first aired, and mm -hmm. um, I, I remember really liking it. Um, I didn't remember the first season as well as the second, um, because the second, I think, also has a cast change, which I won't spoil. But this first season is definitely a little more rocky than I remember it, because the first two episodes are good, and then the ending is good. Yeah, like the last three episodes are good. Yeah. But then the middle has this weird section, which is really rocky. And there are... The weird thing is, the issues kind of vary from episode to episode. Yeah. I think the best way to put it is the show just didn't know what it wanted to be in the middle. Yeah, because um, it kind of set this tone at the beginning, but then there are times when they either do not adhere to that tone and things become too silly in comparison to the rest of the episode, or it's just um, they try to do something else with the plot and then they don't kind of don't go there. Like, kind of they were stuck in the middle not knowing what to do. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think which episode was... I think it was six mm. where instead of opening on an actual, a murder case or whatever, it was Reese going to uh, AA, but someone tells a story which could lead to, um, hold on. Actually, weren't we saving this episode for the end? Well, Shit. we were, but we can start with it and just save the content. Uh, needless to say, he admits to a crime that's fairly heinous. Yes. <clears throat> but And you can feel this is trying to get away from the usual uh, police procedural, because we don't have the opening case. It's very much based just around Reese and ha 
And you can even say, like, it's her going out of line to try and figure out if this dude did something. Yeah, she kind of, like, low-key investigates. Well, it's not really an investigation. She kind of goes and scopes the place out a bit, scopes the guy out a little bit. Um, and they it seems like they're going to do something different. Because I was like, wow, is this just going to be, like, a vibe episode? But then, like, they stick to that until about the midpoint. But then in the last third of the episode or so, they kind of fall back on the cop formula. Yeah, it it's like it wanted to go one way, but they couldn't figure out how to end that type of story without doing a normal police procedural thing. Yeah. And that becomes a certain issue, but one of the biggest issues I think that we'll talk about across all the week episodes is the music. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about that. And there are several, there is actually a reason why it feels weird. So there are times in this show where they will play a song and the song will either not fit the scene really well um, or it will not fit the scene very well and it'll be mixed way too loudly. Well, yeah, when the show first aired, they had bigger, like more copyrighted um, music, like from actual big acts that were popular at the time. Um, but for some reason, the rights did not transfer to the home media and streaming releases. It was just for the initial airing that they got the rights to use that music. So for all the streaming and the versions that uh, are on the DVD, um, they replaced the music with a similar like tone and vibe to it. But they didn't. I feel like a lot of them times they didn't really replace it well. <laughs> oh. It's not a feeling. They just didn't. They yeah. did not replace it well. No, they didn't replace it well in a lot of cases. And there's sometimes where a scene is going and we are kind of invested in it. And then they'll play like this really like, yeah, kind of rock song. It's like, show, show, what are you doing? Yeah, like a pop punk 2000 song as we're focusing on recent AA or something. It's just... Yeah does not fit it's so weird um but then there are other times where it fits perfectly so <laughs> well stuff that fits perfectly is usually the original score yes well the original score is fine and there are instances where like the ending song is really really good so <laughs> yeah and then there's our time i think it was um there's one episode where they find a construction yard found like a body buried in concrete and it's playing like this really hard rock song for some reason. Yeah. It's like show fucking chill. We're finding a body. Yes. My God. We're not having a party here. Just chill about a little bit. <laughs> it, and the camera work doesn't fit the music either. Cause it's like, here's a slow pan and just down, down, down. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? It's really distracting at points. <laughs> yeah. And that just doesn't help with the weaker episodes. It really doesn't. Um, and what, I don't know. I don't think we'll go through and talk about each one. We don't really need to do that, but needless to say, it is just a lot of times a writing problem where it's either they don't know what they're doing or it's just a mystery. That's not very good. Or, yeah the the main example I can think of is uh, the the episode with the gay couple. Yeah. Which first off, I will say honestly, some positive representation of a gay yes. couple in two thousand seven. Impressive. Which is nice. That's two shows we've had now from around this time period that did that. <laughs> Both with cops that have boards of mystery. Yes. Weird how it goes back. And also with a character who who has a a, uh, 
a past addiction that they're trying to get over. Yes. Exactly. It's isn't that weird? <laughs> that is weird. But in that episode, just like they go to this person, they are they say one truth. We go and see if that is the truth. It kind of is, but they left out a detail. Go back. But there's no weight or mystery to this type of pacing. It's just, oh, wait, we need to go talk to them again. Hey, did you forget to mention this? Oh, I actually did forget to mention that. Sorry. Yeah. We are. Yeah, it is kind of just they find stuff and it unravels and that's it, which is not exciting. Oh, actually, no, it's because that episode, uh, all it was was trying to set up a court case so the homeless dude didn't go to prison. Right, that's right, the really annoying homeless guy. I forgot about that. Yeah, because there was a murder of... A murder of one of... Hold on, bleh. There was a murder person up in, like, Hollywood Hills, but the only witness was a crazy, drunk, homeless person. So they need to figure out a way to find enough evidence so that way, while he's in court, he isn't blamed for the murder. Yeah, exactly. Which, that's a fine first act for a police episode. But it just, it takes up the entire episode until the yeah. end where it's like, oh no, these people actually did it. Great. Oh, okay. And thanks, show. It just did not have the pacing no, for it's a lot just, of it. And it was an issue. It, it was really unfortunate. So, um, But thankfully, when the show is good, it's really good. Uh, hold on. Can we, can we talk about the most egregious fucking plot yeah. point in what the episode? Oh, yeah. I was, going, I was going to loop back to that. But, yes, absolutely we can. Because it is one of the most ridiculous 2000 scenes I've ever seen. Okay. First off, if you've ever seen police procedurals, there's always a hacking episode. Yep, where they run to a hacker and they have to do some mad hacks in order to help them and everything. Uh, yeah, and they have to break all yeah. the firewalls or whatever the fuck. Where the only, I think the only instance where I didn't mind that is in uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I don't remember it being too bad in that one. Yeah. But, okay, the, the setup here is... Some some college kids were killed in a convenience store, but one was kidnapped. It turns out they were actually selling drugs on campus, and the person who kidnapped him wants all the information they had on the drugs and where the money is type deal. Yeah. So the cops are trying to figure out where it is, but it's not on any of his computers. And then they say, oh, the game... Co isn't a game console basically just a computer? Which, kind of, but not really. Kind of, but no. <laughs> no, they're like, yeah, isn't it basically just a computer, but it's used for games? Turns out he hid them in there. But it's not just, oh, he plugged in a USB and you have to get it off the hard drive. No, no, it's something infinitely more stupid. Yes, so they go and grab his original Xbox, <laughs> and it turns out... He hid the files in Prince of Persia. And it literally is. Like, I'm surprised they kept the rights to it. It literally is Prince of Persia. They show the Ubisoft logo. They show it's Prince of Persia. And we see gameplay from fucking Prince of Persia. And apparently he hid it somewhere in the game. And the only way to get to those spreadsheets are to play to a certain point or do something in the game, which isn't made clear in the montage. They're just kind of playing the game. But no, that's how you unlock it. 
Yeah, so every time this dude needed to go get his file, to update his drug-selling files, yeah. he would have to play through, I assume, like, half of Prince of Persia. Because they're there for a while. With so Well, first it's a cop who doesn't know how to yeah. play, and then they, they see the sister, like, miming the actions of the controller and let her yeah, play. Yeah, which, we're both gamers, that's not how gaming muscle memory works, but... <laughs> Hey, some people might have a tick like yeah. that. I'll let that part slide. Yeah, I will. Not anything else. No. And the thing about it is when they get to the certain point, like they beat it or go in the door, and then the game itself splits apart, and then it's a desktop magically, and then all of the files just start opening on their own. That's how technology works. <laughs> yeah. Like... What the fuck? And then how do you get them off the hard drive of the Xbox? Do you plug in another USB to get it off? Like, just use it like a computer? How the fuck does that work? The original Xbox keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Remember that thing? That was a thing. Also, I need another drink. Was it actually a th thing? Well, <clears throat> since it was made by Microsoft, I'm assuming there was a way to do it. Because you could actually plug a keyboard, I think, into a PS1. They had that technology back then. Yeah, they had a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> there we go. Ooh, that's better. Actually, yeah, Xbox had a keyboard yeah. uh, adapter. Okay. Yep. I just... I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yes, they... Which, also, you have a moment of all the cops standing around this girl as she plays Prince of Persia. Yeah, and they're, like, and they're cheering and clapping. <laughs> like, clapping their hands going, yeah, as if they have any idea what's going on. Don't you people have fucking jobs? <laughs> yeah, aren't you, don't you guys, can't you, like, do something else while he plays this game? Because you literally see the entire police station just fucking stand around and watch game, or play games all day. Oh, wait, that's probably accurate. Uh... Oh, also, let's not forget the text they added to show, like, game over and whatnot. Mm, oh, oh, yes, I forgot about that. So when it's, like, game over or you died, it's very clearly they took, like, a text title and put it over the gameplay footage. Because <laughs> that's not how it actually happens when there's a game over. Yeah, isn't... Weren't they playing Sands of Time or was it a different Prince of Persia? I couldn't tell, um... From the ver brief glimpses I got, it looked like maybe the second one. Because um, mm. I, I think uh, the Sands of Time was like in 01 or something. It was really early. It was when the GameCube was still a thing. Mm. But yeah, I couldn't quite tell. But yeah, they're playing, yeah, one of the, part of, one of the, at least one of the games from the original trilogy. Yeah, I was just wondering if it's uh, Sands of Time. Because don't you just rewind in that game if you die? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Well, that's kind of a staple of all of the games. Oh, is it? I, I've never played them, so I don't know. It's all good. Yeah. I think, uh, like, you can, like, you get stabbed or whatever, and then you can wind it, but if you wait too long, it's just game over. Reload checkpoint. <laughs> Sorry. Now I'm just imagining the character of that game getting stabbed, and then being like, nah, I'm good, and fucking yeah. falls flat. There is funny, if you get a game over or don't do something right, um... They kind of do the Borderlands thing. I know it's slightly off topic, but they kind of do the Borderlands Tales of... Uh, what was it called? 
Tales of the Borderlands. Yeah, where um, like he dies, and then like I think it's uh, the prince or something going, no, 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 wait a minute, that's not how it happened. Let's try that again. Anyway, as I was saying, and then you can replay the game. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. Uh, I'll go a little bit more off topic with that Tales of the Borderlands because <laughs> the first part of that game is a flashback, and if you fuck up a quick time event or something and die, the person you're like being held at gunpoint, and someone's. Uh, questioning why the hell you're there. <laughs> he goes, so you died. Yep. Yeah. You want to rethink that story? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, but that kind of started with Sands of Time. Okay, Sands of Time was 03. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's what happens if you get a game over. It's not you hit the spikes, immediately die. You have some time to rewind it. <laughs> yeah, until you bleed out. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so fucking stupid honestly it it, it 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 rivals like the worst hacking scenes in like movies and shows of the time period but yeah yeah just be like i hit all the also <laughs> you're telling me these like top tier cops who are supposed to know everything about technology didn't see anything on his computer about you know rematting xbox games or something that he would have to have yeah like a coding programs or something because you he, he they say that he programmed it that way yeah you can't do that with just the xbox you'd yeah. have to get into it somehow yeah what you would actually have to do is like do the kind of thing you know where it's like you like break open a like iphone or something you make it so you can modify it basically there's a long complicated process where you'd have to do that with the xbox and then you'd have to have the know-how to modify the game files enough and then you'd have to burn said game to a disc that wouldn't be official and then you would put that in the xbox and that's how you would be able to play a modified well game he needed to figure out how to put it on the yeah. actual official disc as well exactly and so there would have been software and other things and you'd think that the tech guys would put two to two together like wait a minute why does he have xbox software <laughs> fucking idiots isn't that literally your entire job is like tech investigation well a surprise a cop can't do their basic fucking yeah. job yeah well <laughs> But yeah, that whole oh. moment was just like all disbelief goes right out the window. We were going to watch two episodes that night, but we were like, you know what? No, I have to stop after that one. <laughs> that was too dumb. It was too far. It was so fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, like I said, like kind of the mill section is bad. And then when it gets actually into his investigation and the cases, thankfully, get better, too. Like when it got to the first good episode, I was like, what's this? An actual interesting investigation and setup? Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I guess now we've gotten kind of the bad stuff out of the way. Let's talk about some of the positive ones. <laughs> Actually, can I talk about a middling point? Uh, oh, yes, absolutely. Because it's not it's not a negative to the show. This is just something of the 2000s. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. The talk of tech being this amazing thing <laughs> is the funniest fucking thing to me. Because this was made in 2007. So the latest technology they have is like a Razor phone. If you remember those and they're like, wow, look at that. And Charlie's like, wait a minute. There are cameras on your phone. What? Wow. Look at where the times have led us. 
or there was one episode i think it's when he got like the sat phone yeah <laughs> they uh he gets some security footage from a case and needs to show a witness and she's like oh i don't have time to get down to the station don't worry i have it on my phone yeah oh that's crazy wait a minute you can send me that information on my phone look at how great technology is it's so good yeah it's like in old sci-fi movies when you see like a computer the size of a room and they're acting like it's this big amazing thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's similar to oh, that effect it's God. so funny <laughs> or uh when he wants a solar farm and acts like solar panels or the yeah this amazing new technology which they've been around since like the 50s yeah but like anyway the 40s or 50s is when they were invented so in new jersey in fact <clears throat> really that's fascinating wow so new jersey did do something good uh <clears throat> <laughs> poor new jersey yeah <laughs> Are we allowed to make fun of New Jersey since Florida still exists? You know what? That's That probably negates that. You're right. <laughs> Besides, I'd probably get yelled at by a person from New Jersey. That's where Tony Soprano lives. I don't have any jokes about New Jersey, honestly. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I used them all in the late 2000s. Exactly. We can still make fun of Detroit, though. Detroit. 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 In classic good old Michigan. Michigan. Yep. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, let's let's talk about some of the good episodes, because we talked about a lot of the weird ones and why those are kind of not as good. <laughs> yeah. But um, I do like the badass moment in the second one about the whole uh, when the bride is murdered. The scene at the end on the bus is pretty badass. Oh, what was it again? Because he was talking to the like guy who had anger issues and the dude who uh, accidentally killed her and the girl's spilling it. And he's, like, saying shit. He sits them both down, clears the bus, and, like, he's, like, talking shit. And Cruz just looks at him and goes, um, that's one. Oh, right. <laughs> and then he says something else and he just goes, that's two now. You don't want to get to three. He just kicks the dude's ass. Yeah, and then when he gets to three, he's like, that's three. I told you you didn't want to get to three. <laughs> Yeah, Cruz goes for a very comedic monk sort of feel. Yeah, Damien Lewis's performance is fantastic, honestly. Yeah, we can talk about the performance a bit. They're really good. And Sarah Shahai, when she's given room to act and not just like, oh, what's this, what's that? She also does really fucking good. Yeah, she gets past the cliched tough female pop cliche that yeah. she is. They give her actual depth and actual emotions. And I do love the monologue in the episode that we're saving later um, when she just goes, talks about hitting rock bottom and all her drug abuse in the past. And it's really, a really well acted scene, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause the way that the episode ends is um, she's like forced to get drunk by the villain. Yeah, like gunpoint, he's for he forces her to drink until she's just absolutely shit faced, and he's trying to complain about how hard his life is, and she goes into great detail about how terrible uh, her addiction got. Yeah, absolutely. I I won't go too far into it because I'm sure some people have had that experience. Yes. So, but either way, it's very well handled, very well acted, and all the actors do great. Um, from a technical standpoint, besides the audio, the actual main score is fine. And the cinematography is also really, really good for the time period. Uh, you compared it a lot to the Saw movies. 
It looks like the Saw it movies. Does. I don't know why. It's, it's shot really well. It's like the best like action scenes in Saw. Not like, you know, bad ones like that awkward car chase. No, no. It's like the action scenes are just... It is kind of just shot like Saw. It's so weird. Except when the editor does his cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple crazy things there. So... Yeah, there are a few moments where it's just, hey, it's really fast and uh, flashes, I guess because this show hates epileptics. Yeah. But <laughs> for some reason that happens, and then just never again throughout the episode. Yeah, it's it, there are some bizarre choices. Um, but yeah, rest of the time, uh, like, most of the time it still looks like a TV show, but there are some times where it looks as good yeah. as a movie. There are some genuinely beautiful shots uh, in this show, like... I do love the one, the cinematography of the one scene in the uh, issues with like the, uh, the kid where like the dad technically kidnapped him, but he still thinks his dad and all that at the end when they're in the helicopter on top of the building, just gorgeously shot. <laughs> that was just a real fucking scene too. Yeah. Great fucking ending scene. Very heartwarming. So that was one of the good episodes. Another episode we liked was the Farthingale one. That one was fun. Oh yeah, the the spy, the quote unquote spy. Yeah, the spy, quote unquote, turns out um, it's found basically chopped in half due to a uh, of an explosion. Even though that's kind of not how that how his body be positioned, but a it was an easy way to make kind of a silly uh, body, a, a silly looking body. Yeah. yeah so um, his literally uh, everything below his waist is gone, and he's just stuck standing up yeah, right by the fridge. Like he's opening the fridge. His hands are stood completely up. They, like, froze that way, and his eyes are completely open, even though the lids would have been closed due to the force of hitting the ground, but hey. <laughs> well, also just gravity. <laughs> and just gravity. Um, and it turns out he was married to two different women, so they have to find out what was his actual thing. It turns out he was working for the uh, IRS. <laughs> yeah, and there's this fun back and forth of like trying to find the truth yeah. between these two lies it's an actual good mystery because i didn't know where it was going <laughs> um actually uh back with the helicopter episode mm -hmm. that one was really cool because the main case was about uh this girl this i think she was homeless right yeah, she was homeless and she hung out with some of her friends, but she played guitar a lot. She played music uh, for, like, food and stuff. Yeah, and she was found dead. We do this whole case of trying to figure out uh, what happened to her. It's a solid, just, you know, police procedural yeah. episode. But we find the killer and still have, like, 15 minutes in the episode because one of the subjects who were is interviewed... He was uh, just a kid, and it was clear that his dad was very restrictive. Like, the apartment they lived in was covered in padlocks and bars. And there was a door that was, like, locked from the outside and you couldn't get out of. Yeah, and they realize the kid doesn't exist. He's a kidnapped kid from, like, ten years ago. So we shift cases near the end of this episode. Yeah. It becomes this whole other thing yet it flows fine it does it's really interesting because while it does kind of tie into the case we do kind of just stumble upon this kid like reese and Cruz are walking down the road and then they like a skateboarding kid trips over and then we have that case unravel as well and it's actually really well done honestly <laughs> yeah it's one of the it's 
the main time the show gets away from a usual police procedural yes, and it works exactly <laughs> and then there's besides farthingale and serious control issues there's the two-part finale where we basically focus on the case and then there was that one silly setup with the marijuana and they were trying to find the snake that swallowed the gun jesus christ those effects look terrible <laughs> oh yeah okay because we need to get reese out of an episode while uh Cruz went and uh dealt yeah. with kyle so she partners up uh with uh, what's the guy's name who looks like paul blart i just called him paul blart right. i forgot to write down his name this, we, we with this paul blart looking motherfucker who's um who is charlie's old um partner partner yeah but they team up together to solve this case and they're basically looking for a, bur- a burmese python in the marijuana now if they didn't specify or they said it was an anaconda or something sure i believe it would move like that this is a fucking burmese python unless they're raised wrong they're not deadly to humans yeah and they're constrictors and besides the fact the cg looks really bad there's one scene we see of the snake crawling up behind it and like it's like doing a little like v thing and like hissing i'm like burmese pythons don't act like that i've handled burmese pythons they don't act like that they're constrictors they don't strike like that i mean they can but it's for self-defense it's not Sorry, I just imagine it really dark because the whole sub was a uh, the wife in this apartment shot the husband for coming home late or something. Yeah. But um, she was covered in marinara sauce uh, that was, she was making for her husband's dinner. Yeah, it, it turned out she did that because she covered the gun in marinara sauce and fed to the snake. Yep. So they're looking for the snake throughout this whole episode. And there are times where they use a real snake, but the CG looks so fucking bad. They mostly use CG. But since it's a constrictor, wouldn't it try to choke out the yes. gun? Yeah, exactly. You would think. Like, because the, how they work is, like, it strikes at, like, they will initially do the initial strike at the uh, mouse or whatever you're feeding it, and then they'll immediately just wrap their uh, bodies around it and then try and squeeze it. And then as they squeeze it, they'll bite their head and slowly push it into their mouth with the rest of their body. Like, it would have had to do that with the gun, so why would it choke out the gun? Like... <laughs> My, well, my brain is thinking darkly. I'm just like, it oh, tries yeah. to do that. The guy just shoots itself. Yeah, like, realistically, there is a distinct possibility, like, that well, the teeth or something could accidentally pull the trigger and just blows the snake's head off. Well, if its body, yeah. like, as it's trying to move the gun, accidentally pull the trigger. Yeah, but Jesus. Like, while I do really like the setup, the effects are so fucking terrible. <laughs> Which also... I'm pretty sure the snake would feel full, so why would it want to attack anyone? Exactly! Like, it would just go off, roll up in a ball, and, like, relax. Because they don't eat that often. You feed snakes, like, every few days, I think. Yeah, it, it's just a weird B plot. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was just supposed to be comedic relief yes. for the very serious A plot. And that's fine. But, yeah, I think the effects ruin the good set. The kind, honestly, pretty good setup of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Um, I'm trying to think. I do also just love the fact that Charlie doesn't give a shit. Yes, he is a it's like, great character. <laughs> well, I mean, with Kyle, it's like, I have all this information that I could help you. It's yeah. like, fuck it, I want revenge for my friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> He's like, I have all the files and they'll be destroyed and shit. He's like, okay, great. Bonk. Don't fucking care. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck, man. Yeah, and like, and that's kind of when we see him act a little more scary when he's like torturing him because, and it's because his whole thing is he eats fruit and all that, so. 
Okay, you need to explain further than just saying yeah. he eats fruit. Yeah, it, because, like, he is always seen eating fruit or talking about fruit, saying, hey, this is a weird fruit I grew myself and stuff like that. And he's just always nomming on something and explaining exactly what the fruit is. He's kind of like a fruit expert. And it's really funny because Reese asked him, okay, I have to know. What's up with the fruit? And he's like, you know, I was in prison for 12 years and they fed me a bunch of shit. None of it had fruit and I missed it. She's like, oh, I don't know if that'd be the thing I'd miss. Yeah. Yeah, well, you would. <laughs> you would. And that's it. That's why he loves fruit and is seen eating fruit all the fucking time. I actually really do love the helicopter moment because the whole reason, Re uh, not Reese, uh, Cruz takes the kid up there is because the kid is realizing he, he had Stockholm Syndrome with his kidnapper. Yeah, and, he's, and he is going to just basically be mentally fucked for a good decade or so probably. You even say, like, he's going to need a lot of counseling. He's going to need all this. He's just mentally fucked. And Cruz takes the time to sit him down in the helicopter and explain, like, you're going to be fine because I had to deal with stuff like this, too. Yeah, like finding, like, if he's not my dad, then who the fuck am I? <laughs> it's like he had to figure himself out in prison. But the part I like most is the kid asks, like, OK, so when do we fly this thing? And Cruz goes, I don't know how to fly this, <laughs> yeah. which is funny. But also, it's like a subtle way of saying, you'll find your own way. Yep. I can't tell you all the answers right now because I'm still figuring it out. Exactly. I love the play on words. I love that episode, too, because the kid's case kind of ties into Charlie's psyche and what drives Charlie Cruz as well. It's such a good moment. <laughs> yeah, it's just a nice moment to see a more human side of Charlie. Because even though he is usually zen as fuck, he... Yeah. He, see, he feels like he's putting on a front for everyone. Yes, exactly. And we get a little glimpse of, you know, the actual Charlie Cruz and, like, where his heart is and why he thinks the way he does. It's great. <laughs> Probably my favorite episode of the season, honestly. That and Farthingale. It's it's a close tie for those two between me. Yeah, and both those are back-to-back. -back. That's eight and nine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I do like the title of the last two, too. Uh, the first part, episode ten, is Dig a Hole. The other ones fill it up. <laughs> I, I do also like that. Uh, it's technically a two part, but only because of the last two minutes yeah, of episode it's, 10. Honestly, it's a very nitpick, but it's a pretty weak setup for a two parter. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, uh, as we were watching episode 10, I was like, wow, they're really wrapping up the main plot here. You know what? What's going to, you know, what twist is going to come up to continue this into the next episode? It doesn't. That plot is just thrown away. Yep. <laughs> that that case is solved, and now Cruz has, like, slight information to go look for Kyle. Mm-hmm. Which, why would you make it sound like a two-part that just have the... Anyway. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> That's nitpicky. Mm-hmm. Another kind of nitpicky thing, too, at least for me, is there are a couple times where, like, especially, like, really early on in the series where they say the phrase or the title over and over again to really try to hammer in the point. Like, they say multiple times, life is what he wanted, and life was what he got back. Get it? Get it, guys? Wink, wink. Get, See how the clever show's we called are? Life. The show is called Life. I get it. Yeah. Okay, it's like, show, okay, Jesus. And there was one time where, like, they pointed out how clever they were, and it felt really forced. Which one was that again? Um, I think that was the one. Um, was it the one with the husband and wife? 
where she was murdered like the, in the carjacking? Or no? I think so. Maybe. <clears throat> that one also felt... That was also one of the bad episodes where yeah. it was just like, okay, we leave the... Husband, do you know anything? No. Okay. Husband, we think you know something. Okay, I do. Okay, that's all? Yes. Okay, we found something else. Did you know that too? Yeah. End of case. I did. Oh, okay, so it was kind of your fault. Okay, end of case. Bye. Yep. Thank goodness this took a fucking hour. Honestly. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an overall, I would say, like, kind of to wrap it up, like, a little bit just our general thoughts on the season, is it's an above-average show because, like, the, again, being an end is uh, good, but the since that middle part is so rocky for, like, four or five episodes, I'd say it's an above-average with a few rocky spots. That's definitely... Uh, put up a few notches by really solid lead performances. Yeah, you could do a lot worse. <clears throat> yes. Um, the leads are good. It's still a fun show. And definitely, at least the first season, we're checking out if you're curious. Um, and again, I don't remember enough of the second season, but if the second season, hopefully the second season is much better and we can recommend it much higher. Because as of right now, it's just, eh, it's fine. Yeah, the show tries to have, at least in this season, tries to have sort of a wacky or... Or, uh, oh, what am I looking for? There's a word I'm looking for here. I I'm trying to remember it, it too, because I used it to describe it. <sighs> quirky. Quirky. It tries to be quirky, but I think the studio still wanted a serious cop show, so it's always kind of fighting with itself. Yeah, and I, I hope I'm right, but I do remember the first season being a lot more serious than the second. <laughs> at least until, you know, the A plot, the main plot of the show kicks in at the end. But <laughs> Yeah, but that's true for any show, American yep. show, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it is also uh, free on NBC's website, was it? Correct. Just be warned, their commercials are fucking annoying. Yeah, there, there, there were literally, there are five ads placed in the episodes, and the ads are like two and a half minutes each. At least mine was two and a half, wasn't yours like 245? Yeah, two, yeah, two and a half, 2.45 each break. Made it really annoying to watch, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and that is almost it. Almost it. Um, what? A, oh, yes. So there is one more thing that we have to talk about, but um, we decided to save this until the end because it's a pretty heavy topic, but we did want you to listen, or at least if you were curious, hear our thoughts on the rest of the season before tackling this. Yeah. Okay. So it. Uh, we're going to give a trigger warning here of talking about sexual assault. Yep. If... If that is too much for you, you do not want to hear about it, then leave now. We'll happily see you, hopefully, next week with uh, yep. whatever movie we're covering. I forget what it is. So, yes. I, I think next is Predator 2. Mm. So, yes, and we'll see you guys there, but thank you. But if you can handle that, then uh, we have one more thing to say on the show. One more pretty negative thing to say. Yeah, so... The uh, crime that I was talking about, this is episode six, is at the AA meeting. The person, um, believe, uh, Reese believes she hears him admit to a rape. Yes. And that's what the episode is based around, is trying to figure out 
unravel this case. Yeah, and that's why Reese is kind of stalking this guy around to kind of find out if he's going to strike again, when he is, and all that stuff. Uh, uh, shit, what was her name in Daredevil? Um, oh, yeah, because she was in that, wasn't she? It was her uh, first acting role, actually. Yeah, which it's weird how we just kind of accidentally stumbled upon her first acting role. <laughs> Uh, um, she's the person who plays Karen, right? Is it Karen? I believe so. I, I forgot if her name was Karen or Carol. Oh, no, yeah, it's, uh, Karen. Okay, De- yeah, uh... Deborah Ann Wool is the actress's name. Yeah, if you remember Karen from Netflix Daredevil series, uh, this episode is actually the first TV appearance she had ever, so yeah. that's kind of neat. That's actually her first acting appearance as well, because uh, the first film she's credited as was made in 08. This was 07. So, yeah, uh, this is her start, but she is uh, the victim of the pert of uh, the villain of the episode. And Cruz and Reese are trying to get her to talk. And then <sighs> there, there's no better way to put this than. Cruz mansplains getting better. Yeah, it's a really, really awkward scene hearing not only a male, but a, you know, someone who has not been raped try to explain to a rape victim about things getting better. Like, we kind of got what the show was going for, but the way they state it is, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, like, I get it. Cruz has found this zen. He, this is his belief system. But God, you should have ran the scene for Reese, like her, yeah. connecting it back to her drug problem yes. or something. That would have felt more natural, and it would have felt at least better than Charlie trying to explain it to her. Where, oh well, yeah, this happened, but life can get better. It's like, no, no, no. This is a heavy fucking thing that she's going to have to deal with possibly for the rest of her life. And it doesn't help too that during the scene. Charlie was making, not jokes towards her, I'd like to put that out front, but he does have some lines of dialogue that are supposed to be kind of funny. It's like, you can't have the comedic relief of the scene do this serious talk. It does not work. It it doesn't work, and that's another thing that kind of adds to the rockiness of this scene. It's, I don't feel good about it. It's really weird, and yeah, it felt like they were, I know, again, we know what they're going for, but man, they need to handle it with a lot more care. (laughs) Yeah, they just need to rewrite the scene. Yeah. So that is definitely a huge glaring issue in season one. That's probably honestly our se- like second biggest issue besides that hacking scene. Yeah, well, second uh, episode-specific problem. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh, I almost forgot to mention the stereotype Mexican gang from one episode. Oh, yeah, that happens as well. It is a very mid 2000s stereotypical mexican gang it's pretty it's a pretty insulting how they're dressed and how they talk like the dude they're running a chop shop because of course they are yeah and there's this one guy next to him who's just basically his hype man yeah like anytime the boss says something the dude's just like yeah you don't have shit on him yeah basically he's like um i'm gonna do this thing yeah he's gonna do that thing and y'all better watch out watch out it's like oh god (laughs) is there an echo in this room 
Fuck yeah, there is. <laughs> that echo is you, bro. Watch out. It's just, oh my god, it's silly. Oh, it's, it's the cheesiest bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love the idea of someone just having a hype man around at all times, but it, it sucks that they're so stereotypical with it. It's pretty awkward. <laughs> Honestly, it looked like the same size Flash Forward's Chop Shop. It did! It was so weird. Another weird thing connecting it back to Flash Forward. <laughs> and also both are in L.A. Yes! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, other than that issue, like we said, just okay show. So. <laughs> yeah, first season's okay. Yeah. It's good. It's worth a watch if you're curious, but don't go out of your way to watch it. But, um, yeah, so uh, there is no wheel spin today because after the next movie, I think we're going to go back to Preacher, right? No. Oh, no? We're finished short. We finished short series, right. then we go back to Preacher. Right, 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 right. It's going to be, so after the movie, it's going to be Life Season 2. Yes, possibly Part 1. We'll see how the story plays. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we will see you guys then. Thank you so much for listening. I don't thank you. <laughs> Okay, and that's it. <laughs> How long was that? <laughs>